Welcome to Wild Health's What's Missing from Your EMR podcast. I'm Jeremy Nibbs. We're talking today to Peter Weston from Highland Healthcare about optimising hospital information systems for better return for both the patient and your organisation. Electronic medical record solutions can be a big step towards transformation of a healthcare provider, but an EMR alone generally will not get an organisation far on its own as a digital solution. As much as 80% of vital patient information can remain unstructured and stored outside of this core clinical system, creating a truly comprehensive patient management system and record means leveraging content and enterprise imaging applications that can capture, consolidate and integrate this unstructured information with your EMR system. Such a system can release a lot of value for the patient and return for the organisation. But we are at a stage of EMR and independent system implementation that leaves most organisations in the middle in a middle ground of not being able to manage either. Today we're talking to Highland Healthcare subject matter expert Peter Weston about what is often missing from an EMR implementation, where to find it, and how you might bring all your important patient data within one connected content management ecosystem. Peter. I've suggested that we're at a point of patient management development within a hospital environment which is pretty eclectic in Australia. If you look across the country, between the states and sometimes even within a state, Victoria being a pretty good example, the sophistication of EMR implementation seems to be on a very broad spectrum, starting often with no EMR for whatever reason, to implementations of large global vendor systems, many of which have suffered significant problems during implementation and remain isolated even within the same hospital from key other information and data. Then you've got the additional complexity between hospitals of how big the hospitals are, some being quite small private hospitals through to very large public hospitals. When you look across this landscape in Australia, Peter, what do you see in in terms of EMR implementation in Australia? Well, thanks, Jeremy. It's a very interesting market uh, here in Australia, whereby you have some states with EMR implementations that have been in place for a long time, yet not necessarily covering the whole state. You have other states that are very fragmented with EMR, successful EMR implementations. You have government and hospital groups that don't have anything. And you have other states that have nothing at all uh, in terms of an electronic medical record. And with regard to enterprise content management, often just termed as a scan medical record, but that's an inadequate term because it's far more complex than that. Um, you, you have various different implementations from, again, from, from nothing, where it's purely paper, um, to, you know, fragmented deployments of a scan medical record with or without an electronic medical record. And that's in the government sector. And then in the private sector, again, a uh, very different market because the private hospitals do not employ the physicians, the doctors, and consequently, the doctors typically bring their own clinical information system, which is usually quite often desktop-based in their own rooms. They want to leverage that. It may be cloud. They might have a cloud-based solution themselves, but it's not part of the hospital solution. So the hospitals are really struggling. The private hospital groups are really struggling because um, the affordability of a large-scale EMR, when they don't employ and can't enforce the doctors to use an EMR, it's it's often beyond them in terms of the finance. So then, what do they do? You know, how do they capture? Um, how do they have a, a clinical record that is relevant, that is useful, that the that the specialist doctors will use, that the clinicians can use, that can integrate with their patient administration system and their financial systems, um, improve workflows and improve better uh, patient care. 
this is an enormous problem that we have in Australia. I think the private sector is in a harder place because the funding um, is is much more complex for them as well, and their ability to finance even small implementations of effective content management solutions is, is difficult for them. So I, I think that's the landscape that we're in. I hope that it you know adds some weight to the the response. It, it seems that that if you're a specifier anywhere on this spectrum now, you've got a very complex set of problems to deal with. Are there any um, key trends or themes running through that whole spectrum of size and complexity of installation now that might be useful to someone who are, who's starting to think about either putting a new EMR in or optimising the EMR they already have that maybe isn't talking properly to all their patient data? Yeah, well... First of all, there's a lot of movement towards cloud. So the days of having large on-prem systems are, I wouldn't say, well, they're numbered probably. Most of the vendors are bringing cloud-based solutions, which provide a lot of benefit to enterprise groups whereby they you know, have uh, much reduced costs in terms of managing the, the environment themselves. Sometimes hospital groups or state groups want to put the solution into their own cloud. And again, they, they still reap lots of benefits, but there's specific benefits from deploying a, any solution, whether it's something like our content management platforms and, and enterprise imaging platforms or electronic medical record platform. Delivering those from the cloud does give significant benefit. Um, so if anybody was to be looking at a new deployment, I think that would be something that they'd be, be hot on their priority list, I'd imagine. Secondly, from an EMR perspective, I can't speak to every element of what the solutions offer. And there are a number of um, global large EMR providers who have very comprehensive solutions. And then there are uh, a raft of EMR providers who perhaps you, you might say a, a another tier below that, that don't quite have as a comprehensive solution in terms of coverage across every clinical area across the, the delivery of healthcare provision. By that, I mean just within the enterprise itself, but also in the community space and out into the, importantly in this day and age, delivering into the home. What we're seeing is for those organisations that don't have an EMR and are maybe trying to budget for an EMR in, in the near term, in the next few years, what they have today is they're trying to select best of breed solutions to, one, provide for great care today and workflow efficiency and you know removing the inefficiencies of dealing with paper, for example. Secondly, they're wanting to invest in solutions that is not wasted when they do put in an electronic medical record. I think those are probably key issues for anybody to be thinking about when they're um, looking to go with an EMR in the future. What about um, all those EMRs that are in now, some of them quite large and even fairly recent installations that that are missing a lot of important patient data. The the average we've said is maybe 80% of patient data is outside the system. What do you think is a good percentage to, on average to be inside the system and how do those bigger EMRs manage that issue over the next few years? Again, it's, it's a really um, interesting question. It's a, it's a complex one. So some of the EMR providers have a, a content capability and with, with you know natively within their own systems 
which generally is not, it's not their area of speciality. So their area of speciality is providing clinical packages and clinical capabilities as, as, a, as a whole ecosystem right across an enterprise. Content management is a very specialist area. You need a solution that one does not keep the content in the database environment of the EMR. It, it should be managed in a um, purpose-built content management environment. The reason for that is the content that is unstructured, which is what we manage, can include everything from images, photography, paper scanned, PDFs, and content coming in electronically from connections to devices, emails, faxes, electronic faxes, and a, and a raft of other um, electronic formats that is still unstructured and needs to be associated with the patient record, but shouldn't be part of the EMR's database blob environment because it's not designed for that. You need a solution that's purposely built, designed to cater for all of that content, but yet is seamlessly integrated with the EMR so that when a physician is accessing that content, they don't realise that they are not in the EMR. And that's where we are really strong in delivering solutions that are seamlessly part of an, uh, an electronic medical record such that um, our users unfortunately don't know that they're using, for example, our on-base enterprise content management platform. So I think that those are the key issues. And um, yeah, it's, it's, a very, it's a very important question that's often overlooked at the beginning of anybody on their journey for an EMR. So let me just reflect on that, that the, the big global EMR players, you know, have, have a very strong core and heritage in EMR, but, but not in content management, which is, is quite a different game and, and, and possibly why we see all sorts of other types of content management players coming into the system. Do you think there, there is much understanding on the part of the specifiers and, and the developers of these systems inside the tertiary institutions around um, content management system overlays to their whole hospital versus getting it just an EMR? Because I, when I talk to people, they're like, oh, you know, our EMR doesn't work properly because of this, this and this. Or they say, we don't really have an EMR. But I don't really hear many saying, oh, what we really need is some sort of more interoperable content management overlay. It, it doesn't seem to be a lot of, um, a lot of education or understanding about that. Of the availability of that service at the moment. Yeah, that, that's right, because in a lot of enterprise environments, content management platforms are just considered to be the scan medical record, and they just think, oh, we just scan the paper and it comes in and it's accessible. The reality is far from that. Um, content management platform is a workflow engine that is purpose-built to manage all the different types of contents that I mentioned earlier, not just scanning records, um, and for example, you know, the content platforms can have intelligent capture capabilities to take information off the documents and enable that to be part of the clinical record as, as discrete content. So typically the EMR providers don't have that sort of capability. They, they, they are literally just providing a, a scan medical record basic functionality. Um, but you need a solution that has... Uh, a workflow engine as part of it 
that has intelligence in the way that you're capturing the information so that you're able to scan the information in or bring the information in from electronic sources um, that is readily and easily assigned to the, to the patient record. And then importantly, an, an ability for the physicians to have access to the longitudinal record and easily find the content, the historical content, um, so that they can view historical content along with today's content. And that's very, very important in, in the concept of delivering effective patient care because the audiologist wants to be able to look at the ECG trace that they that, that was captured at a, perhaps even another hospital six months ago, along with the ECG trace that they captured today, which, which in fact is perhaps in a DICOM ECG format, which is a, a newer, a more modern format that they can drill down into that um, uh, content because DICOM ECG is interactive information, whereas the static PDF ECG trace from six months ago from another hospital is literally just is is a uh, a document that they can view and they can zoom in on and they can they can have the access to the information. So what I'm describing there is two very different types of content delivering the same information in different ways, available to be viewed side by side. But you know, for that particular specialist, and there's many, many areas where that's uh, important, and that's what a true content management platform should be able to do, to deliver. So it it sounds like really in an ideal world, most hospitals would have an overlay system of this sort, feeding feeding this information and connecting to EMRs and other important systems. But if you're running a hospital and you're looking at your return on investment, how do you get to the point of understanding what return this might give, one, to your patient and then to your actual hospital in terms of efficiencies over time? How do you, how do you get to an understanding of thinking, oh, actually, maybe I should be thinking about some sort of overlay content management solution here? Well, in the scheme of an EMR deployment, a content management platform is a fraction of the cost. So I think the return on investment when you're talking about a solution that, that manages potentially up to 80% of the content, um, the, the cost justifiability on that cost is pretty, pretty easy, especially when you start to look at the fact that we can deliver the content to even right to the patient. Um, so the ability to have the content delivered through for example, a, 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 an EMR's patient portal, um, we can deliver the content into that portal as well. So the patient can have access to that content as well, depending on the amount of information that an organization would like to provide to them. So it's actually quite, I think, very um, justifiable because the cost in terms of what the organization is receiving in terms of its comprehensiveness is really quite um, justifiable in comparison to a, a large blown EMR deployment. So how does a company like Highland get to the specifiers for, I mean, in one respect, there's hospital administrators who, who might think, oh, that sounds like that sounds like a good argument, and especially if it's not expensive to overlay it. But how does, say, how do key clinician specifiers understand the return they might get? Because that's really important too, in a sense that if you're connecting 80% more information, you're going to have much better patient outcomes, right? And mm -hmm. it's, so when you're, when you're sort of educating and pushing out, how, who, do you, who do you try to get to? Who's your influencing? Who, who are you trying to influence? And, 
and get to. So, I, and I mean really between hospital administrator and clinic. Who's who's the specifier here between hospital administrator and uh, clinical leader? Yeah. So, uh, are you talking about who do we need to reach in terms of? Yeah, I, I look at it and I think I, I I can imagine a lot of hospital administrators might cotton onto this idea quickly. But if, if you put it in front of a, a, a clinical leader who's really busy doing a lot of other things, they won't understand until you say, hey, 80% of your information is not there. This is what sort of return you could get on patient outcome for this investment. And it's more it's more a financial discussion with a cl- person who's really a clinical person. I'm sort of asking, are they important here? Uh, look, the clinicians are enormously important um, for us and and for you know it's it's important that we do get in front of the clinicians um and obviously one of the points of entry would be a, a chief medical officer or a chief medical information officer um uh, you know or directors of clinical uh, delivery etc i mean th- those are the typical targets for us to to reach along with the chief information officers ceos and the uh, cfos etc it's it's important that we reach you know, right across the broad. And um, I, I think when either, if they're a visual person, if we show them the solution in terms of what the value that it'll bring, um, it, it becomes pretty obvious very quickly. Or they might be more of a numbers person and more of a, a written textual person. So, you know, we can provide them information in that way as well. But yeah, it's, it's, it's not easy for us, I, I, I would say. Slightly harder question, commercial question. Obviously, the big commercial EMR vendors are big and, and very powerful and, and um, they like, even though they're, they're making a lot of moves towards making their information open, they, they like it not to be so open. And in a sense, it feels like you're opening, you're opening in information access up and creating more avenues for interoperability. And and I and you've already said they have some modules which probably do what these these do. But where's the line between competing with these big globals and partnering with them, or partnering with the hospital to integrate with these big global systems to to produce one much more effective overall system? That's a, a great question. So first of all, we have relationships typically with uh, many of the large global MR uh, providers which can extend from right up to full API integrations where we, we keep in sync with their releases of their software with our software and, you know, very strong relationships. I think it's recognised by most of the EMR providers that they're not specialists in this area and they do look to the customers to make the decision on their content. What's... Um, our challenge has been, and I think we're getting better at this, is to ensure that the customers understand that they need to see the content platform as either a very significant part of the EMR tender or as a separate tender. And when customers do go down either of those paths, then do select a great EMR and a really good content platform that works seamlessly with that EMR. Now, sometimes they take our content platform first. They, you know, they might have that integrated with a some sort of um, portal solution until they plan to go with an EMR solution. And sometimes they have a scanned medical record system in place. And when they do go with an EMR, they realize that 
and, and hopefully we help them down this path that, okay, well, you might have a scanning solution, but you need a content platform. And we go about either taking the scanning system, because sometimes they literally are scanning documents and we can work with that. Um, we can receive that scanned information and put it, bring it into our content platform. Or sometimes we, we replace a, a, a more basic scan medical record system with our own platform and integrate the MR system. From, from what you seem to be saying here across Australia, if we're just talking about Australia, you've got what is a relatively low cost strategy, whether it's Highland or there are other systems that can do it that should probably be integrated every time someone's considering an EMR or or improving their EMR um, for very low cost, um, for, for very big overall return. So I'm just going to imagine that this, as this catches on, it's going to get quite big. So I'm just going to put you on the spot for a minute and say you've got an audience of, of um, a CIO, a CEO and a CMO being Chief Medical Officer, not marketing, um, from a private hospital to a small public hospital with just scanning, to a larger public hospital with a crappy old EMR but wants to redo, re put in a new MR, to a big new Victorian-based hospital with a big new installation already and they've just realised they're not utilising it to its full capacity. What's your two-minute pitch to this group of specifiers? Quite simply that given the volume of unstructured content that they're need to manage for their patients and for their clinicians to have access to that content in a way that is enabled with a workflow and a and the visual accessibility that or the, the ease of accessibility to that content they cannot afford not to invest in a true content platform that adjuncts structured data that's captured within the electronic medical record and when they put in that content platform with the workflow engine that provides a wonderful clinical experience for their doctors, whether it's uh, with an existing or with a potential new EMR, they, they will reap enormous benefits. Um, so some of the private in environments, for example, and, well, and public, you know, dealing with enormous volumes of paper and then storing that paper in warehouses that they're having to pay enormous amounts to store it and enormous amounts of money to re retrieve either boxes of, of records or individual files. And that, of course, also takes time versus having at your fingertips with simple integration with an EMR, having access to all of that content immediately. That's what we provide. And that's just on the clinical side, let alone the fact that our content platform can provide enormous value adds for the back office administrative content workflows, um, which, for example, would include contracts management, policy and procedures, HR onboarding and offboarding, you know, accounts payable, accounts receivable workflows, etc. cetera. Um, we have an enormous platform that they can further add value um, outside of the clinical arena. Wow. Peter, sounds like it's a fascinating emerging trend, which sounds like it's going to go big fairly quickly. And I'm sure we're going to talk to you off and on in the next, in the next uh, couple of years as it evolves. Thanks for taking the time 
and um, answering our questions today. Thanks very much, Jeremy. If you've enjoyed this Wild Health podcast, there's a lot more on our website at wildhealth.net.au and lots of news and analysis on digital health as well. Thanks to our parent publication, The Medical Republic, to Peter Birch and Talking Health Tech, to our producer, Talia Mayer of Its Cats, and to our principal sponsor, Telstra Health. See you next time. <laughs>